and the minute she mentions giving them chocolate medals, every single player goes absolutely nuts. Even Ronaldo gives it a, <laughs> he goes, see, he brings it back. He brings it back just for this moment. It's fantastic. Wait, give me another Ronaldo see. He goes, see. Welcome to episode eight of the Dirty Tackle podcast. Frank Lampard episode. I am Brooks Peck, editor of DirtyTackle.net and Howler Magazine's WhatAHowler.com, and I am here with my sometimes wonderful co-hosts, Ryan Bailey and Mr. Theo Messi. Ryan, how are you? What are you wearing? What's up? Uh, I'm very well today, Brooks. Thank you very much for asking. Today I'm wearing my Holland shirt from 2009. Why? It's laundry day. <laughs> <laughs> 2009 is kind of an odd year for an international shirt. The yeah. transition before the World Cup design comes out. Back in 2009, I did a travel channel show where I was hosting a travel channel show and we went to Amsterdam and it was bought as a prop and it's got Van der Bailey written on the back. Because it sounds Dutch. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm generally not in favor of customized jerseys, but that one sounds fantastic. Oh, everyone, when I, whenever I wear it at a soccer game, everyone thinks it's the height of too muchery. <laughs> Well, that is definitely too much. Theo Messi, how are you? What are you wearing? What's going on? Uh, I'm doing well, dog. I, I just destroyed a Chipotle burrito, so so I'm a bit tired. But and it's going to destroy you. <laughs> um, so Chipotle, like if you want to want to sponsor us, we're just like MLS, except way funnier. Um, I would definitely put one of those <laughs> lifetime free cards to work if you gave me one. So uh-huh. shouts to you. Uh, wearing, I am wearing nothing. Well, not nothing, Ooh. but no... Uh-oh. Nothing soccery, um, because like Ryan, we're on the same cycle, the, the laundry cycle that is. Um, but I am holding this <laughs> this 2016 MLS match ball, so maybe we could do like a what are you what are you holding from from now on? Because because that's all I got. I don't know about that. I don't think that sounds like a good idea. I'm well, also holding maybe, something that's quite a handful as well. If you know what I mean, uh, it's a beer can. It's oh, a beer geez. can. Okay. Maybe we'll just stick with what are you wearing? Beer can. What I am wearing is my Philadelphia Adams T-shirt. The original Philadelphia NASL team back in 1973, they won the league title in their first season, then promptly went out of business three seasons later in true NASL fashion. Do we think that's because they named the team the Adams? That sounds like a shit name. Yeah, kind of. They were replaced by the Philadelphia Fury, which is way more awesome, but they also only lasted three or four years. So I thought it was Furry, the Furries. The Furries. That came later. That was... Uh, a, a very different thing that came much later. And uh, Brooks, we we've been doing this podcast maybe like a minute, and you've already squeezed in a Philadelphia team. You and your Philadelphia Union obsession—it's squeezed—it's <laughs> coming through in one way or another. Yeah, I don't it's like ridiculous. it. Cut it out. Well, you 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 banned Union talk, so I've gone back in time to the seventies <laughs> to uh, resurrect a team that I can talk about. Oh dear. For those that haven't seen the shirt on the Instagram or can't see us where we're podcasting, because you shouldn't, because we're in secret locations. Um, <laughs> the NSA, the NAS, uh, the NAS. Uh, I can't say it. The NAS, uh, <laughs> never mind, I can't say it. Right. FBI? So forget FBI? what forget what he was saying. What I was saying. <laughs> the NSA was that <laughs> they're watching. That that was the best soccer league in American history, the NSA, um, <laughs> National Soccer America. Um, so the Adams, it, it's Adams with a T. Um, it's not like it Adam, yeah, like not the, the name Adams, Adam. not like the Charlie Adams. 
Not like the, it's the atoms. The, it's not like the Bryans or like the Jims. You know, it's it's the scientific atom. <laughs> Still a shit name in my estimation, but the Atoms family. Da, 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 da. There you go. Well, Shibe Sports in Philly. Shout out, great T-shirts. Thank you, even though I paid for it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Patreon. Please consider contributing to the show. Keep us alive. Keep it going. Patreon.com/slash/ReadyTackle. And if you do, you will get some very very nice perks. Ooh. If I do say so myself. So if you contribute at the $5 level, you'll get access to an extra segment of the show called DT Extra Time, appropriately enough. And this week on Extra Time, we'll be discussing the Ronaldo edition of FIFA 18 and some other mysterious topics that will be very enjoyable. Ooh, Ooh. mysterious. Leading. I'm excited. So that's at the $5 level. Uh. If you contribute at the $10 level, you will get a shout out on this very show. Big time privilege very cool we'll Huge. say very nice things about you we promise you can tell all your friends send them the audio clip they'll be super super impressed. exactly you will be a major celebrity all right let's get this thing warmed up so the champions league final that happened that's the, the thing champions. that definitely happened when, when was that that was on saturday i believe oh, i must have missed that one real madrid putting the smackdown on juventus ryan and i predicted it theo messi not so much you know, I went uh, with my heart. I really wanted Juventus to win. So what do we think um, about that game? When I step back and look at it, though, obviously Real won. Their team is outrageous. They, they probably could have won it twice. They could have put out the reserves and also might have won it. <laughs> well, it helps when Juve's substitutes get sent off in 15 minutes on the pitch. I mean, that does help. That doesn't help much. Well, yeah. Sergio Ramos with the dark arts there. Sergio Ramos thinking there has to be a red card in this game. Whether it's me or someone else is getting it. I'm, <laughs> I'm being responsible for it in one way or in another. So... He absolute shithousery there. Real world-class shithousery from Sergio Ramos. Very impressive stuff. On the biggest stage, so yeah. good for him. Yeah. He's really, you know, <laughs> he played up to the billing. He knows his role. He uh, he came through in flying colors, and they fucking won. And he won a crown that was customized at the celebrations. Yeah, okay, let's talk about this crown. So the day after, they have their big celebration at the Bernabeu, and Bernabeu, Bernabeu, and Sergio Ramos is wearing a like a Burger King crown. This is like from a nine-year-old's birthday party, this crown. And it says SR4, Sergio Ramos 4. Like he's trying to be the new Ronaldo, the new CR7 or something. He's the king. And he's wearing this crown like that's a thing that is normal and acceptable for adult humans to do. The most unacceptable thing about this, I find, is that he had that crown made and it would have existed if Real Madrid had lost, and it would have been in a box somewhere. <laughs> he, he, that See, w- I think he just wears that at home, like a normal Sunday afternoon. That's just his normal attire. I think he just forgot to take it off when he got out in public. <laughs> Do you think it's like he goes with his pajamas? It's like his sleeping crown. Exactly. I think it is. And I think <laughs> Ronaldo was so pissed when he saw that. He had to be very upset that someone else was wearing a crown and he wasn't, and stole his whole nickname arrangement. I don't know. We've we've seen that nickname arrangement in the past. There's a lot of biters. Nothing really rings off like CR7 though. Um, let's talk about him. He he did what he does. I think he now has over 600 goals in top flight European football. He's won this trophy three times. Is it now? Yep. Two different clubs. Yes. Pretty damn impressive. Whatever you think about him, if you think his frosted tips are dumb, don't worry about it because he just shaved them off after the game. Um, <laughs> he's an amazing player, and, and he deserves some some props. So he, he led the Champions League in scoring five years in a row now. First player to be to score in three finals. It's incredible. Absolutely, absolutely incredible. He's my hero. 
Give him that golden ball that looks like it was broken off the aggro crag from gut. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's an amazing reference. Do, 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 you have it? Good. Did you have guts in England, Ryan? We did. We had it, uh, and it wasn't that popular because you had to have Sky TV. You had to be paying Rupert Murdoch to uh, see it. Oh. But um, I remember one person in my class when I was like nine years old claiming not only did they know what guts was, but they'd been on it. They went out to, on vacation <laughs> to Florida and like they went to like Universal Studios and got handpicked to go and be on it. That was a dirty lie, but I believed it for a long time. One last question on the Champions League final: Do we think Real Madrid can win three in a row? They're the first team to win two in a row now. Can they win three in a row? I think they can win five in a row. And they've got precedent really? for doing that. In the 1950s. Well, well, yeah. Back that was a long time They absolutely though. can win three in a row. Like, they're going to be in it next year. They probably won't they? lose Ronaldo. So they can Don't win get it. semantical on me. No, no. Okay. I'm just saying. It's like people would have said, can they win it twice in a row? And they've done that now. So I think the fans have reasons to be confident. But one more thing on the Juve side. I feel kind of bad for them because obviously they've done this really drastic rebrand that caught a lot of people's attention. Would have been nice for them to win the Champions League final, send off their old traditional lovely badge into the sky of football heaven logos. Into <laughs> um, logo heaven. On, on flaming chariots with, with Gigi Buffon. Um, <laughs> but no, now they have to go to the, the tech company logo next year with no Champions League trophy. Um Merchandise possibilities would have been endless, but, you know, sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. I can imagine that was weighing very heavily on the players' minds as they were going up to get their yeah. losers' medals. We've really disgraced our logo when we changed to our new branding hey, next season. They're, they're in Italy, man. They're very design-minded out there. Jeez. That's why Buffon was so upset. Not that he's never won it in his 8,000-year career, mm. but because... The logo didn't get a proper send-off. <laughs> it, it deserved better. By the way, my very, very favorite thing about this game, and talking about Buffon reminds me because he's a smoker, it was the two fans that were cut to in the stadium, the Juventus fans, I think it was after Real scored their third yeah. goal, just sitting in the yeah. front row, cigarettes in hand, looking like they just finished like a, a tall leg on their bicycles. They were crying. I think... There yeah, they were, they look very unhappy, but it was the most Italian thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Peak Italy. Not giving any Fs about smoking in a stadium that you clearly are not allowed to smoke in. <laughs> I mean, when you're getting thumped by Real Madrid in yet another Champions League final, right? you should be allowed to have a cigarette. Yeah, that just okay. And they were in Cardiff. They were like, this one doesn't count. It's in fucking Wales. Exactly. <laughs> Anything goes in Wales. Before we move on, let's get to some transfer rumors because this, of course, is transfer season. We're obligated to talk about transfer rumors. We have to. It's just... You know how I feel about transfer rumors. Theo is a big fan. We got to fucking his... love transfer rumors. Yeah. Hook me in. Give me the IV. Put them in my veins. So let's let's feed him some rumors. So first off, our old pal Mino Raiola, Mr. 40%. We talk about him every week just about. He says that Mario Balotelli is going to Borussia Dortmund. Wow. Is so that definitely Do you believe that? He's an Obama is... Yang replacement perhaps. Perhaps because he could be going to PSG or is he going to PSG? Is that he's probably going somewhere because he's good and good players don't stick around at Borussia Dortmund. Um, He did well at Nice. I would like that. Him in yellow in a Puma kit with all those fans could be a hot setup. I'm into it. Theo, your obsession with kits and their relevance to the game. It's amazing. Exactly. Um, I, I actually think 100% he can go to Borussia Dortmund. I hear the Westfalen Stadion do a very good tour. Uh, I think it's quite reasonably priced. So <laughs> I think that's his best way in for sure. But will he play there? 
uh, they for might, the team. They, they might have a charity game on this summer. I've no idea. It's quite possible <laughs> that he'll play there one day. Maybe Nice will get drawn against them. Who knows? But Brooks, I kind of think he would do well in Germany, don't you, after what he's done in France this year? Exactly. He did very well at Nice. He, he kind of had a big comeback. But, you know, Ligue 1 is a step below the Bundesliga, so... Yeah. That could be dicey. Um, Borussia Dortmund have got their new manager in Peter Boz uh, now, who was at Ajax. Balotelli's 26 years old, so he's about 10 years too old for uh, for the former <laughs> Ajax manager to consider playing him anyway. So I don't I don't like this one. I just can't wait for the, the hot fire on Instagram from Balotelli and Christian Pulisic. I think that'll be... Oh my God, we didn't even... I didn't even think about that. A top friendship, yeah. That puts fucking the best soccer player ever Christian Pulisic on a team with Mario Balotelli the most fun soccer player ever there's going to be some major flow there I think if that happens that'll be a good time I don't know I mean Balotelli can't play for the US but I think that relationship alone will lead to a World Cup championship for the Chicago Fire or a lot of parking fines (laughs) or just like unreal fireworks shows exactly next transfer rumor on the docket Romelu Lukaku he's definitely leaving Everton and it seems like it's for, back to Chelsea. It already kind of didn't work once. But now can he coexist with Diego Costa? Is Costa leaving? What do you think? Well, for this one, it just makes me think of Chelsea. What, why do they keep buying back players they've sold at great expense? Like, they do it with Matic, they're doing <laughs> it here again. Or I suppose Man United did it with Pogba as well. It seems to be a fashion of just, like, getting away with not having no one say anything about it. When you buy back a player, you let go at massive expense. <laughs> That, you're right. I mean, there is definitely precedent, but I, th- I think that's what loan deals are typically for, is if you want to get a player some playing time, and then you bring them back. These are very expensive loan deals. Um, I- I've only played FIFA manager mode a handful of times, but I think that's what they're for. Um, <laughs> but no, really, I think there should be a rule where you can't buy back a player if you've already permanently sold him. Um, I think it would just make things interesting and, and cut this out. So no David Luiz back to Chelsea, no Paul Pogba back to Man United. You want to see back to Chelsea. Exactly, yeah. You want to see fresh moves. Fresh moves only. Fresh moves only. Personally, I, I'm disappointed in this one but for two reasons. I was looking forward to seeing Lukaku and Antoine Griezmann playing off him at Man United. I thought that would have been an absolute killer combo, and it looks like neither of those things are going to happen now. So, sad for me. Yeah, Griezmann's staying at Atletico Madrid because of their transfer ban. He's trying to help them out. and uh, how, how, how noble of him. Exactly. What a, what a great guy. And Lukaku, so Lukaku, he was a, a Chelsea fan as a kid, idolized Didier Drogba, and he really wanted to make it at Chelsea, but I think it was Mourinho who gave him the boot. And uh, so he wants to make this yeah. work. He wants to. He wants his redemption at Chelsea. So you kind of admire I that. I think he'll kill it. I mean, there is no rule like I've suggested, so we don't even need to talk about it. I think he'll well, go back there. That's if Di- Replace Costa, Costa when he goes first. to China. Nah, Costa's out. Lukaku will be a more mobile a uh, more powerful version of Costa, and they'll go from strength to strength. All right, so we'll do one last rumor here. Pepe, Real Madrid hardman, the killer himself, he's leaving the club. He's get, been given the, the heave-ho kind of unceremoniously after 10 years with them and uh, a lot of great play. Where does he go? Where do you see Pepe? Retiring? No, he's too young to retire. He's 34. Exactly, he's too young to retire. He has <laughs> he's another ten years. How about Miami, Miami FC? FC? 
I could see him like tearing it up in Australia or something. Just like headbutts left. Like and literally right. tearing it up. Like, literally. Like sticking his studs into Aussie footballers' legs and yeah. like prying them open. I just, I hope he doesn't play in, in any of the adult leagues I play in because I don't want to fucking <laughs> see that guy. That guy is so scary. Like he's very like thin and like tall and wiry but he's like so dangerous it's like he has no control over his limbs <laughs> he doesn't he's just a madman sounds like me <laughs> yeah maybe you guys should play against each other and i'll watch all right so those are our our transfer rumor updates for this week if you guys hear a good rumor let us know we'll we'll discuss it so keep us posted even if you just make one up we'll, we'll talk about it. it doesn't matter the best transfer rumors are made up exactly. well they're a, all a connoisseur made up. Of the transfer rumors. Yeah, not only the best transfer the rumors, but most transfer rumors are made up. <laughs> so what I think it is, is they more just like paint with a super wide brush. So if you throw out all the rumors possible, there is a transfer window. So some of them are going to hit. Exactly. That's smart. All right. So let's move on to something more serious. Speaking of Pepe, he would fit in uh, very well in this next segment. Our Dirty Tackles of the Week. Who deserved a vicious Dirty Tackle this week, guys? Ryan, let's start with you. I will start off, Brooks, with the Egyptian prankster who pranked Ramadan Sobi, Middlesbrough's young star. Did you guys see this one? It's a very, very bizarre incident that took place on uh, Egyptian TV this week. Basically, I don't watch too much Egyptian TV, so I'm not familiar with this. You are missing out. Yeah, my TiVo cut out this week, so I kind of <laughs> missed all my favorite Egyptian TV shows. Oh, my God. So no spoilers <laughs> on those, but I'll listen to your story. You have to follow Egyptian Desperate Housewives. It's fabulous. Anyway, um, that was the most up-to-date TV reference I have, Desperate Housewives, by the way. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Ramadan Sobi, uh, he's fallen foul of this prankster called Ramaz Galel, and he's previously caught out Paris Hilton. Uh, he pranked her into thinking that her plane that she was on was going to crash. I he saw also that. Made that was Antonio awful. Banderas. That yeah, was, it was horrific. Just horrible fear-led yeah. comedy oh and Antonio God. Banderas was in one where he thought he was in a building that was burning down so properly yeah, oh. this guy's not a prankster oh, he's like horrible. a terrorist yeah, those aren't pranks <laughs> but the Sobi one so he's driving through like what looks like the desert in Egypt and he's with uh, someone from a TV show and they're going to an interview that's the setup here uh, the, this jeep they're in swerves off the road and goes into quicksand Oh, and the okay. jeep starts sinking and the woman who's in, in on it with him is like oh my god oh my god we got to get out and they like climb onto the roof of the jeep and they and there's like the driver's like falls into the quicksand and like disappears <laughs> into it oh my and, god and then just when you just when like uh, Sobi's like sort of waist high in it literally thinking this is his last few minutes alive a giant komodo dragon comes out <laughs> like a ju- like a human-sized one because the prankster Ramaz Galal is inside it. It's a suit, but he comes out. And just when you think your worst nightmare is going to happen, you're drowning in sand, uh, a-, a giant <laughs> Komodo dragon is going to come out and this finish is horrific. you at the same point. Somebody's got to stop this guy. I want to dirty tackle this guy. Yeah. So just when... Um, is that, just is that when what you're Sobe's- getting to? Are you going to tackle him, please? Oh, I'm de- definitely tackling this guy. He's This is an awful, awful prank. And just when uh, Sobi thinks he's... He's, uh, he's peeing his pants. He's absolutely going to die. And he's like really got the fear in his eyes. The dude pulls off the mask of the Komodo dragon and says, Hey, it's me. You know, usually when you, people like celebrities get on these pranks on like the MTV, what do you call it? They're like, oh, you got me, Ashton Kutcher. You got me. This was not like that. Sobi was absolutely <laughs> furious. He's shouting at him. They're having a shouting argument. He's kicking him on the floor. It's brilliant. <laughs> I recommend you look up this clip. But my yeah, my dirty tackle of the week is to the person who thought it was remotely acceptable to do that to 
Not even a soccer player, but any other kind of human. Well, it's telling Sobi gave him a dirty tackle himself if he was kicking yeah, up his good. Yeah, that guy sounds like a menace. Somebody's got to stop him. Sobi, Ryan, somebody, please. This just make sure he, make sure he doesn't come in a dragon suit to my house and scare the fuck out of me. <laughs> By the way, if you contribute at the twenty dollar level at Patreon, we'll get a giant Komodo dragon to come to your house. <laughs> this makes Rio Ferdinand's prank show look like Sesame Street. That was my one, Theo. What do you got? What do you got for us, Theo? So mine's a little different. Mine is um. Basically, there's this old ass. You mean yours is a little bit different host. from a, a soccer player drowning in quicksand and getting attacked by a giant Komodo dragon. It's different from that, you mean? <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy story, man. I like, I'm still kind of recovering. Be hard to so if, yeah, yeah. D- like don't just put the headphones on mute if you're listening to this for the next like ten minutes. Um, <laughs> okay, so my dirty tackle. There is a old radio host fart bag. Uh, in New York by the name of Mike Francesa. He works for WFAN. He's been on talk radio talking about basically baseball and football since I was born. So this guy, terrible human being, basically sounds like what a dumpster would sound like if it had a mouth. Um, (laughs) Like Oscar the Grouch. And so some guy calls in, and I can't tell for the life of me if he's trolling him or if he's being genuine, because he asked this long-winded 40-second question about Christian Pulisic and how exciting it is to have him as an up-and-comer in American soccer. This is where Bobo is going to play the clip. You're going to hear Francesa breathing heavily into the mic as he does. It's his patented patented calling card. Jared in uh, Jersey. What's up, Jared? This kid, Christian Pulisic, every time he's on the field, it's the class is incredible, right? He's world-class. The kid's only 18, and it's it's phenomenal. Like, I mean, it's it's finally someone that we can really get excited about. You know, we haven't seen a class of, of, you know, a kid of this class before. All right, so there's someone just being, you know, I don't know what he's even talking about. Mike in Bayside, what's up, Mike? So basically, Francesa, after this call, just hangs up on the guy. He's like, oh, somebody's pulling my leg or some shit. So I'm going to dirty tackle Francesa. He's deserved a dirty tackle for a while, but now that he's in the soccer sphere and people are actually calling his show, uh, it, it makes it more front and center. This guy, I swear to God, like he doesn't even know about the sports he claims to know about. People will call in asking him about Yankees games, Giants games, and he'll just make things up. So I don't like this kind of viewpoint he's perpetuating that older American sports fans can't get into soccer. I think that's what he's kind of driving at when people call in and ask about Christian Pulisic. So fuck that. You can teach an old dog new tricks. Get this guy out of here. Theo, I support your anger at an American broadcaster not knowing who Christian Pulisic is, but I kind of feel that I don't know who Mike Francesa is, so him not knowing who Pulisic is is kind of fair. Yeah, I I care about as much about Mike Francesa as he does about Pulisic, so I guess turnabout is fair play. I agree, but he's a fucking idiot. (laughs) Fair enough. That's fair enough. Okay. We can, we can I just think with somebody that. with an outlet should know about soccer. You know, is that is that the worst? Somebody with a ton of American human beings listening, is it is it so much to ask for them to know about soccer, or at least treat it with respect that the beautiful game deserves? Well, when Pulisic wins the World Cup for the U.S. next year, everyone will know his name. So it's only a matter of time. Damn, that sounds so nice. You're yep. right. All right, yep. moving on. Brooks, are you going to kick okay. somebody in the face? Yeah. So my dirty tackle of the week is to, well, I don't know exactly know who. But whoever wrote up the good team start. sheet, it's a good, that's a good start, isn't it? That's a yeah. very good start. So whoever wrote up the team sheet for uh, Michael Carrick's testimonial. Um, Michael Carrick, longtime servant of Man United. He had his testimonial last weekend. And the team sheet misspelled his name. So at the top, it says Michael Carrick testimonial, all spelled correctly. In the substitutes list, it spelled his brother's name correctly. <laughs> but Michael Carrick's name was spelled 
Kartik, C-A-R-R-T-I-C-K, Michael Kartik, the one guy who you cannot misspell on that list, and they do it. But he wasn't the only one. They also misspelled Clarence Seedorf's name. They spelled it S-E-A-D-O-R-F, and uh, that's just inexcusable. How do you do that? How do you let that happen? Is there no one spell checking here? It's what happens when you get the intern to write the team sheet, basically. Exactly. But that it's, wasn't it's what it. Happens, it's what happens when you have a Michael Carrick testimonial, like a, <laughs> like a defensive midfielder that no one gives a fuck about. You end up spelling his name wrong on the team Yeah, maybe sheet. that was a statement, a purposeful statement, perhaps. Maybe it was Mike Francesa who wrote this team <laughs> exactly. sheet. Exactly. didn't really know who he was. <laughs> Seems like an but, odd hire for United, but... But that wasn't the on. end of Michael Carrick's embarrassment on the day. Um, before the match, he was playing on the field with his, his kids, and his son, his seven-year-old son, nutmegged him in front of an entire stadium full of people. <laughs> Just like real nonchalant. It was impressive. It would be good if that was the only embarrassing thing that happened at Old Trafford this season, but they drew about 30 <laughs> times as well against like West Brom. That, that was a good, yeah, that was a good summation of Man United's season, getting nutmegged by a seven-year-old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> More interesting than a lot of stuff that happened. Thank you, (laughs) Michael Carrick, for the testimonial. I hope you had a good time. So I think those are our Dirty Tackles of the Week. Let's, uh... Wait, wait, so are you Dirty Tackling Michael Carrick or the person that wrote the team sheet? No, the person who wrote the team team sheet. sheet. Oh, okay. And I think Carrick might have a word with his son for embarrassing him in front of this stage. Because I was going to say, if you Dirty Tackled Michael Carrick, that would just be serious injury. Oh, yeah, that that would be awful. He's, he's suffered enough already. Sorry, Mike. Enjoy retirement. Bye. He's not retiring. <laughs> Why is, did he have a testimonial then? He's not retiring and they had a testimonial? Been with the club for 11 years. No. You have a testimonial when you've been at a club for 10 years. That's how it works. Wow. I thought it was just... Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is terrible. <laughs> First off, you have a testimonial if you've been there for 10 years, whether you're retiring or not. Is that what you're telling me, Ron yeah. Bailey? Brooks, you're saying this is his 11th year, so they didn't even follow that rule. (laughs) And he's not retiring? This makes absolutely no sense. I'm dirty tackling the entire testimonial rule book at this point because none of that entire institution makes any sense to me. What a sham. (laughs) Wow, okay. So he's going to go back and sit on his thumb in the midfield next year for United again as they draw to West Brom. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Maybe they'll get his name right next season. We'll see. 2017 makes no sense. Somebody's got to stop this thing. Come and visit Qatar, host nation for the 2022 World Cup, and home to all the luxury you can fit in your suitcase. Due to a land, air, and sea blockade enacted by Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, and Egypt, the only item currently available in Doha markets is strawberry soy milk. So why wait until 2022? Come to Qatar today! And if you could, please bring an extra bag or two, even three, and fill them with all the food, water, and basic necessities you can. Bring ice cream, freshly caught fish, those chewable vitamins that taste like candy. Nails. Ah, yes, and nails, please. We still do have seven or eight stadiums to build, after all. (laughs) So come to Qatar right away, and if you bring everything we ask, we'll even let you leave. As long as you promise to come back with more stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for your favourite segment of the Dirty Tackle Podcast. A little old segment I like to call True Eye Up. True Eye Up. True the fuck up. Yeah. 
now. Yeah. The rules of this one are very simple, <laughs> ladies and gents. I'm going to read out some headlines. You're going to tell me whether they are true or whether they are false. Whether I've just pulled them from my tiny little butt. Are you ready? Yahtzee! Okay, I'll take that as a yes. First one for you here. Pep Guardiola. You might have noticed he rubs his head quite often when he's on the sideline, like rubbing his it's temples. It's And he's rubbing the, uh, you know, the area which is now bald. He does he's got this. mice. He does this because he thinks it brings him good luck. Is that true or false? False. He's got an itchy head because he shaves it a lot, and he might have had lice <laughs> when he was a child. Yeah, that's false. He has a lot of dandruff, like major, major dandruff. He can't have dandruff. He's got no hair. Still, it's very flaky. I, I don't know. It defies science. He's got a flaky head. <laughs> um, it is actually false, but not for the reasons you gentlemen have specified. This is uh, coming from the uh, knowledge of Danny Alves, who spent a lot of time with Pep Guardiola in the dressing room back in the day, not so long ago. The quote that he's given to the mirror here. The funniest thing about Pep is if we came in at halftime and the game wasn't going well, he would sit down and rub his forehead. You know how he rubs his head? You've seen it, right? Says Danny Alves. Like he's massaging his brain, searching for the genius to come. (laughs) He would do it right in front of us in the dressing room. (laughs) Then, like magic, it would come to him. Bang! I've got it, he'd say. So basically, Pep is trying to inspire genius by rubbing it out of his own head. That sounds strangely erotic. This is all according to Danny Alves, who, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. I think I think he saw the events, Danny Alves, he saw the events with his eyes, but he hasn't, he's put them in order as well, but he hasn't really, you know, figured out the causation between them perfectly. <laughs> we'll, we'll let him go on that one. So yeah, Danny Alves basically thinks that Pep Guardiola is trying to squeeze genius out of his own head by rubbing it little piece by little piece. There we go. (laughs) Next story for you guys. You might have heard that Real Madrid won a trophy in the past week. They've completed the double for the first time in a very long, long, long time. They had a meeting with the mayor of Madrid in the week who congratulated them for their lovely, lovely feat and probably congratulated them because the city pays for Real Madrid and the banks do and all that kind of stuff. Let's not get into all that. (laughs) But anyway, the mayor of Madrid, as a congratulations, offered the players chocolate medals to celebrate their double is that true or false <laughs> i mean if they were an under 10 local youth team perhaps no that's got to be false I, I hope it's true that'd be cool um it's like those big chocolate coins but bigger yeah like is that a thing in america like the chocolate coins on holidays you get them yeah like, yeah? Yeah, is yeah, that yeah a good thing well yeah, yeah. i used to love those yeah, those are great. I would love a medal made out of those, except it would be gone because I would eat it so fast. Well, you're not the only one who would love them because this is true because Real Madrid were indeed offered <laughs> chocolate uh, coins by the mayor of Madrid. I think she was just joking. There's video of this online of the, the mayor doing a little speech. And the minute she mentions giving them chocolate medals, every single player goes absolutely nuts. Even Ronaldo gives it a... He goes, see! He brings it back. He brings it back just for this moment. It's fantastic. Wait, give me another Ronaldo C. He goes, see! I love it. That was pretty good. That was pretty authentic, I thought. That was really really good. good. You can can watch the clip and hear him do it again. It just looked like a room full of professional athletes who don't get to have any dietary fun whatsoever. Yeah. So the second they're offered chocolate by a stranger, and you shouldn't take chocolate from strangers, by the way. Exactly. The second they're offered it, they go for she's it. She's a notable stranger, though. Hey, she Did sounds she lure them into though. a van after that? She, she sounds like the um, the prankster from Egypt. Why would she mess with them like that? Got them all excited, got Ronaldo to say, what did he say? Yeah, it was... What did Ronaldo do? 
Uh, he was dressed as a Komodo dragon. <laughs> and he went. He took off the head and went. Shoot! <laughs> it was a giant prank from an Egyptian TV show. Yeah, it was Gerard Piquet. The the mayor pulled off her mask <laughs> yeah. and it was Gerard Piquet underneath. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. All right, next story for you here, and it's pertaining to Michael Carrick's aforementioned testimonial in which Wayne Rooney played. You mean Michael T- Michael Kartik? Michael Kartik. By the way, it might just be, yeah. you know how like Donald Trump's uh, original name is Donald Trump. Maybe the Carricks were originally the Kartiks and they changed the name back in the day. You never know. You never know. There might be no valid Fake reason testimonial. for it. Sad. <laughs> Anywho, this uh, story is about Wayne Rooney. He took this game rather seriously. I don't know if you saw the highlights or you watched it. But basically, my headline for you here, Wayne Rooney had better Opta numbers at this testimonial than his last <laughs> Premier League appearance. Is that true or false? It's got to be true. The competition yes, had to be much lower. True. He played more time. Uh, he's allowed time on the ball I can only imagine I mean this was the first time he's played in like four months so I think that's definitely true yeah well it might well be true unfortunately I don't know I made it up I reckon it is true (laughs) having watched the evidence but basically the most hilarious thing about this testimonial was how seriously Wayne Rooney is taking it (laughs) there was a point where he thought he'd won a penalty and he wanted it and he was absolutely shouting at the referee like it was the Champions League final it was hilarious he's supposed to play football man he's like a caged lion you know you let him free he's gonna go nuts well, I've been saying for weeks that Wayne Rooney's playing every week like he's in a testimonial, the pace that he plays at. And when he actually did play in a testimonial, he wasn't even good enough for it. So uh, he, he, he sub-testimonial. Hey, man, I saw his heat map from that testimonial. Woo, he was flying around there. <laughs> All right, guys, I've got one more for you, and this one is Barcelona-themed and Real Madrid-themed, if you will. Gerard Piquet, the aforementioned, says that Barcelona are better than Real Madrid because... They don't hold parades when they win the Copa del Rey. True or false? (laughs) It pains me to say, but that's true. Didn't they just have a parade for their Copa del Rey? Uh, According to Gerard Pique, they don't have parades. They only let Real Madrid have parades for that kind of nonsense. And when they do, they drop the trophy under Mm. the bus. So this, so this makes me seem like it's now it's false, but it is something Gerard Pique would say. His sour grapes ass. Why are you so salty, bro? (laughs) I I don't know. You're married to Shakira. Stop being so salty. He's very busy taking classes at Harvard, so I don't think he'd have time to say, to talk about that. It is a bit sad the way Gerard Piquet does keep going on. It's like, Le- I don't know if you follow Leon Gallagher on Twitter. All he does, every tweet is about sniping at Noel Gallagher. It's like, get on with your own <laughs> life, bro. He is. Why are you going to yeah. do everything about him? It's ridiculous. I saw the one for the other day where it was like, play the tunes for the kids, mate, or some yeah. shit. Because Noel Gallagher didn't go to the uh, the, the Manchester Tribute concert, the Arrow and a Grande thing, so he had a big go at him about that. The week we're getting sidetracked slightly here. We're talking about Gerard Piquet. <laughs> yeah. This uh, this headline is actually true, and I'll read you the quote here, wow. uh, which uh, Piquet gave to Movistar, which is my favorite Spanish uh, TV network. <laughs> Movistar. That's where I get all my soccer news from. Movistar. I think Movistar is also the phone network out there. I yeah, tel- telecommunications company. Yeah, there you, you can go. text like twenty times for like ten bucks, and that's it, and then you die. Movie star. <laughs> Shay, movie star. All right. The, um, the, the PK quote here. You can't compare what we've done during all these years with what Madrid have won in the last two seasons. What we did made Madrid go on a victory parade just for winning the Copa del Rey. The day you see us going on a victory parade for winning the Copa will be oh the day when God. you can say that Madrid have entered a dominant cycle. So basically, he treated it as a massive burn. Good Lord. Gerard Piquet, calm yourself. And also, Real Madrid didn't win the Copa del Rey. 
So I don't quite understand where he's coming from, but hey. Yeah, he needs to take a chill pill. He sounds like such a sad sack. Like, you know, study for your study for your math test at Harvard. Uh, dance around to Hips Don't Lie by Shakira and just, you know, relax. <laughs> Life is good, Gerard. I swear. Speaking of Shakira, can I just give her a little uh, a little shout out? Because seeing the Black Eyed Peas open up the Champions League final made me seriously appreciate all of Shakira's work at the at the World Cups in recent years. Waka waka, time for Africa. Yeah, that the Black Eyed Peas were awful. <laughs> they were wearing like training gear, weren't they? That was the weird thing. They were wearing like club training gear, and it looked bizarre. Yeah, it, is it, it even the Black Eyed Peas so if Fergie's strange. not there though? Exactly. They should have had Sir Alex come in and, and replace her <laughs> on uh, on my humps and a few other. T- <laughs> twist cuts. That would be interesting. Hey, Waka Waka, that was 2010, and that song still cranks. During a soul time, choosing your battle, pick yourself up and dust yourself off and back in the saddle. But she did do 2014 as well. She had a song for uh, Brazil, too. Yeah, but didn't you know, Pitbull do one as well? It's it not like quite Waka thing. Waka, though. Mr. Worldwide? Yes. Mr. Worldwide had, had his own songs in there, <laughs> as he did for the Copa. Copa Clearly, America. she was overshadowed by Mr. World Cup Wide, and, and no song will ever be as good as Waka Waka, so. This time for Africa. Maybe that's the root of PK's bitterness. Maybe uh, Mr. Worldwide Pitbull is a big Real Madrid fan. Maybe. So mm. he snipes at Real Madrid to get a, a, a Pitbull. Or maybe his hips do lie. Maybe Waka Waka is just more impressive than anything Barcelona's <laughs> ever done. So, you know, that's got to hurt. Anyway, gang, that was true. I, we're all done here. Once again, I didn't keep score. So let's say the... This one's for Africa. This time for Africa. See! I'll never get bored of doing that. No, it's really good. There should be a video <laughs> of you just Cristiano. doing it. Because your face looks just like his when he does it. <laughs> I've seen the video the other day on Twitter, and I don't know why he did it, but he does it a lot. I've seen it a lot, and it looks just like that. It's wonderful. That's a wonderful moment in soccer history. <laughs> God damn. Let's make a we show just of just that. that. Yeah, you guys should do that for an hour, and that'll be the show. <laughs> By the way, fun fact, C means yes. <laughs> wow, dropping knowledge on the uh, DT podcast today. He's a positive guy, Ronaldo. Just yes, man. Yes to everything. Yeah, he's a yes, man. Hi, my name is Brooks Peck. You might know me from such podcasts as this one and Frisbee Talk, the hottest ultimate Frisbee podcast that's never been recorded. If you're a professional footballer, the offseason months present a multitude of challenges. It can be nearly impossible to truly relax and flaunt your wealth on social media at the same time. That's where I come in. Hire me as your summer Instagram intern, and I'll handle all the tedious picture taking, emoji caption writing, and posting so you don't have to. I'll travel to any yacht or luxury island resort of your choice. I'm allergic to all foods and beverages except for lobster and high-end champagne, and I will gladly work for the small per diem of $10,000 per week and all expenses paid. Contact me on Instagram at Tackle. And let's have a summer that we can both enjoy. My name is Brooks Peck, and I endorse this message. Despacito. It's the life ref. He refs your life. So you better watch out. He's gonna officiate your life. Because you don't play by the rules, but you should. 
Okay, our next segment, The Life Raft. It is our turn to make decisions on questionable calls in the football world. Ryan Bailey, please start us off. I will take you straight to the magical world of the Lionel Messi theme park, which is apparently being built in China. Yes, Lionel Messi has got that big that he's getting his <laughs> own Chinese theme park. It's going to be the slightly grumpiest place on earth, I think is going to be the, uh, <laughs> the motto of this one. I actually got a press release for this earlier in the week, and I'll read out an excerpt from it. The MEP project, the Messi... What do we think that means? MEP. Uh, Messi... Messi... Uh, Messi, Messi Experience ex- Poop. Expensive project? The Messi Experience Poop project, which is based around an original concept, features the most cutting-edge technology enabling visitors to immerse themselves in all Messi-related activities by combining the latest generation attractions with areas to play soccer like the pro himself. So you go there, you go on some rides, you break up some Lego blocks, and then you kick a ball around. That's basically what it sounds like to me. Um, This is incredible. Um... I think, first of all, I give this a play on because I want to go visit the Messi Experience yep. Park project. I feel like this could be a good place to store some money that you don't want to get taxed. Um, I think <laughs> that there could be a lot of fun. It could be a lot of fun rides where, like, I, I, well, I wrote about this on the site on dirtytackle.net. You can see all of my ride uh, ideas for the park on there. Is there one that but involves think- sitting on a couch with a massively big dog that's twice your size? No, but that's a good idea. Yeah. That needs to be one. Freebie. Because um, Messi's dog is huge and would make a great character at this point. Is Messi's dog a euphemism for something right now? No. No, he legit has this giant freaking monster dog that's twice is the size Is giant freaking monster dog a euphemism for something right now? No. <laughs> Can you get tattooed in a rainbow array of ugly-ass colors all over your body? <laughs> There's got to be a tattoo stand somewhere. I think of the things I'd like to see in this theme park, I'm giving it a play on, by the way, because I definitely, I I need an excuse to go to China and this is going to be it for me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think there should be a ball pit that's just filled with Legos and it's really painful to go into it. Um, I think (laughs) there should be like, you know, like you used to get those old fashioned ghost trains that would go around on a track. I think there should be one of those, but it's Gonzalo Higuain themed, like a hall of Higuain nightmares. And it's it just, just you're just going through finals where Higuain's fucked out for Messi time and time again. That'd be nice. Uh, also, I think all the concession stands should be available for money laundering purposes. So you like pay for your two dollar churro with a hundred dollar bill, and you you know <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. That's my ideas. That sounds good. I'd go. What about you, Theo? Any any uh, requests for attractions at the park? Um, again, I guess it's not a ride, but I do want to sit on a couch with with a dog that's twice my that's size. That's not really <laughs> a ride at all in any way. Whatsoever. That's not a ride. That's, that's sitting no, down I, with a dog. I sit, I said that's not really a ride. <laughs> so now we've all said this. How same much thing. would you pay? Would you pay like a hundred dollar entry fee to go and sit down with a dog? I no, <laughs> but as as part of it, yes. Um, I want a room with a bunch of sh- random football shirts on it that I could sit on, sit in with the dog. As long as there's a Lanzini <laughs> shirt with a West Ham. I'm really not one for theme parks. I just want to sit around. You just want to sit I want around, to sit around in, in Messi's house and Messi's Instagram. I want to pretend photos. like I'm Lionel Messi. Yeah, that yeah. sounds pretty You're cool. You're just describing his Instagram account. We're at a VR stage. We're at a VR stage where you should be able to perfectly <laughs> immerse yourself in a pro footballer's Instagram page. You don't the need fact to that be the in MEP China for hasn't that. figured that out means that they're fucking up. So I give this a straight red card. This park sounds dumb. Oh man. So. I propose the Carlos Tevez Tower of Terror where you walk up a giant flight of stairs and it's just Carlos Tevez sitting there quietly and then you walk back down. I think that'd be a good one. Um, Is he sitting on a throne of money? No, he's just sitting there being Carlos Tevez. 
Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I also proposed the the Maradona merry-go-round where you sit there on the merry-go-round and as it goes, Maradona alternates between praising you and insulting you as you go around. (laughs) And one last one. I also proposed the It's a Small Barca World where you take a leisurely boat ride through animatronic versions of Messi and his tiny little Barca teammates since they have so many little guys who have done so well. Over That's the a scale. To scale, yes. Very much to scale. Nice. And the big dog jumps out of the lake and eats you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that's the surprise twist ending. Obsessed with that dog. Anyway, Theo, what's your, uh, what's your life ref decision? What, what are you going to bring put on the table here? Uh, next topic. So Miami Beckham United, uh, the name of your new favorite soccer team. In Just MLS. rolls off the tongue. Correct. Correct. Yeah, rolls right off the tongue. I can't wait to cop the kit. It's going to be fire. Um, so yeah, David Beckham has gotten the rest of the land that he needed to build this soccer-specific stadium in Miami. That all cut it took was what, four years. Yeah, I've <laughs> I don't know. I think I was like four when like yeah. the talk started, and now I'm like uh, 58. So I don't know. Um, so yeah, basically like his cut rate deal. He had a uh, 25 million dollar buy-in, I believe, for an MLS franchise fee. Those franchise fees these days. Uh, climb well into the triple digits of millions. So yeah, basically he finally got what he needed to build the stadium in Miami. Uh, cheap franchise tag. It's finally going to happen. What do you guys think? Is this is this a good play for Bex? Well, first of all, I think it still needs a couple more layers of approvals before it actually happens. So we'll see. That'll probably take another twelve years. Um, sure. I say I say red card. I think there have been so many red flags in this process that. I just don't think a team in Miami would work. I don't think people are going to go to those games. MLS already had a failed team in Miami. And yes, they played their home games in Fort Lauderdale and not in Miami proper. But I just don't think South Florida is a sports town or a sports Yeah, Miami is a shit sports town. But yeah. I do think that soccer might have the best chance to make it on a consistent basis. But MLS soccer? Why is it a shit sports town? Haven't they got a really good basketball team? No, no, they anymore. used to. But they only anymore. show up when their teams are good. That's why they're shit. I did see a documentary the other day called Ace Venture, a Pet Detective, and it had the Miami Dolphins in it, and they seem quite popular. <laughs> That's my favorite documentary. Um, yeah, but still a shit a sports one. town. Good animal town, shit sports town. <laughs> Great animal town. I think. I just don't think this is going to work out for Beckham. I think the the football gods have been trying to warn him with these delays that this is a bad idea. And he's being very stubborn, and it's not going to work. So I say red card. When Ibrahimovic signs up as the first player, they're going to be amazing. <laughs> it's not going to happen. He's going to be either. 45, and they're going to kill it. <laughs> Play on. Ryan, what do you say? What life ref decision can I give when I don't want to give a red card or a yellow card or play on because I really don't care? What's the um, what's the choice there? Walk back into the tunnel? Yeah, can I just walk off the pitch? Sure. You just like you vomit on the pitch. I'm like incredibly ambivalent about this whole situation, to be honest. And I think David Beckham really needs to focus on his acting career. He's in the new King Arthur movie, the Guy <laughs> Ritchie movie. He absolutely storms it like a De Niro-esque performance. He needs to work on his chops there and get 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 more acting under his belt, Vinnie Jones style, frankly. Oh, oh God. Okay, that's fair. Mis- There's never been a human being lacking more charisma or lacking charisma more than David Beckham. Correct, dog. I. I, I say red card to his acting career. Lacking, wait, did you guys actually watch this movie? Is this a thing? He had a terrible performance? Well, he was in the trailer, and yeah. he's David Beckham, so of course he cannot act. I mean, that's just But to be fair, he's going to be better than Charlie Hunan. Burn! <laughs> his, okay, his accent in Green Street Hooligans <laughs> was awful. 
his accent in Green Street Hogan's was awful, by the way. Red yeah, his accent, his accent in Green Street changed like constantly, and uh, I, 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 yeah. I, I can't get on with that guy. Sorry. So speaking of that movie, I think this summer we'll have to do some uh, special DT podcast episodes around different football movies. I think yes. the Gold Trilogy, we have to talk about that. Green Street. So if you have a movie you want us to talk about this summer, let us know. Sucker Dog we'll, 3. Uh, Spoiler we'll alert, I'm not going to watch these movies before I talk about them. Air Bud, World Pup. Let's, let's do it. Oh, that's it. So is Soccer Dog and Air Bud two different things? Well, pu- yeah, they are, I think. I wish they were. I weren't. think Soccer Dog was a cheap ripoff of Air Bud. And it's a disgrace and a travesty. A cheap ripple of Airbud must have had really low production values. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into that another day. Or or we won't. What's your life ref topic, Brooks? Bring it on. Okay, so my life ref topic is, uh, you know, the club season is over in Europe. So now the international teams have reconvened to train and do whatever the hell they do in a non-World Cup year. And so the England team and the Belgium team in particular have done some interesting team building uh, exercises. So in- the England team, they trained with the Royal Marines. They went to a 48-hour boot camp with, with the real Royal Marines. Who's their coach again? Uh, Gareth Southgate. Uh, he, okay. you know. he was a Marine, right? Lieutenant uh, Lieutenant Gareth Southgate. <laughs> yeah, he definitely was not a Marine. Okay. <laughs> um, so he took his the entire team to this 48-hour boot camp where they ran through the woods and Dunked their heads underwater and who knows what else they that did. Sounds they, wore, shit. they wore the fatigues, they wore the the uh, camouflage, you know, looked legit. So at this boot camp, you know, you're wondering why is the England team at a boot camp? Well, Jermaine Defoe enlightens us that he's still on the England this, team, by the way, for those who is still, attention. yeah, 112 years old, still banging in goals now at Bournemouth. S- still going to army moved. camp. <laughs> exactly. Still going to army camp because we have no one else at the England team. And he compared the sheep dip, which is when they dip your head underwater, to the sort of pressure when you're in a penalty shootout and the lads are waiting for you to step up. So this was all an elaborate way to improve their penalty taking. Well, <laughs> I don't know. To be fair, I don't know Brooks, how that correlates. Hang but. on a second. You've really <laughs> undersold the sheep dip there. This is like a Marines thing. It's like a tunnel, an underwater tunnel. It's dirty black water. You can't see a thing. It's freezing cold and you have to go underneath it. It's like four or five foot long. It basically is the most terrifying thing in the world. And back in the day, like in the 80s, a lot of top flight and big teams would go to these marine training camps in, in, in the off-season to like uh, work on their fitness and stuff. So this is a bit of an old-school thing. But my objection with England doing this is there are lots of photos circulating around and it seems like they're all just like taking selfies of each other there's a picture of <laughs> there's Jake Livermore like carefully putting makeup on his face holding a makeup mirror as if like is this going to look good on my Instagram <laughs> not quite engaging in the spirit of the Marines camp I don't think I'm giving it a red so card do you, say, you say red card yeah totally I, I also say red card um, because it's ridiculous and I don't see how this helps with your penalty taking at all I think this could just give you flashbacks to almost drowning underwater in this dark, muddy water and will terrify you even more in that moment. I think Jermaine Defoe might be having a a, a sly dig at Gareth Southgate, he who missed one of the most important penalties in England's entire history. That's a good point, too. Wow, yeah. Jermaine Defoe, a little subtext there. Back when like Jermaine it. Defoe was about 30 or 40 years old in 96. <laughs> yeah, right. He remembers it well. Theo, what's your ruling here? Uh, I've got red cards galore, man. This is this is terrible. Um, I don't think sending a bunch of 
grown men to, to army camp uh, is going to make them bond as a team. I think it's going to make them hate each other. <laughs> it, pro- <laughs> it probably puts them in circumstances that none of them want to be in, and thus their short tempers get exposed. Um, I also think with you know the current geopolitical climate, uh, as Ryan was saying, it's it's maybe not on to have these guys dress up as soldiers and just and just taking Snapchats and such. I think that's pretty stupid. Um, and I think if England want to win a penalty shootout, they should probably just practice their penalties. Or <laughs> that would be a logical. Or go far enough in a tournament to get to one that matters. So okay. Meanwhile, while England was doing that, the Belgium team and Lukaku and Young Vertonghen in, in particular were working at McDonald's for a day, serving customers at a legit real McDonald's. This is something I what can we... get behind. <laughs> what is our ruling on Belgian McDonald's uh, apprenticeship? I think it's fantastic. I think, you know, football is, is kind of a microcosm of the world. So in order to get these people more invested in the game, put them to work at a McDonald's. See the common people. <laughs> See what your fans are going through on a day-to-day eating McChickens <laughs> for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, if it was a McCafe, even better. They have those in Europe. They sell delicious donuts, croissants, good coffee. Um, I like it. I really like it for them. They're a new team on the scene. Yeah. They're trying new things. Good for them. In Belgium, McDonald's is a quarter pounder, quarter royale with cheese. Do we know that or not? <laughs> I think it's just France. I don't, I don't know, but Belgium. Lukaku knows. We should ask him. <laughs> he should know after this, yeah. But speaking of selfies, that's what they were doing in the in the McDonald's too. Well, that's a way better selfie, huh? In your McDonald's uniform with a headset, for, yeah, for sure. A McDonald's uniform is way cooler than a soldier's uniform these days. Oh, hot take. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. No, I don't agree with that. I don't. I don't condone that. Uh, it sounded like you condoned it off the bat. So just well, you're, no. I was thinking how Ryan stepped. I was in thinking about McGriddles. My my mind drifted to McGriddles. I wasn't. Oh, McGriddles are amazing. Yeah, I I wasn't paying attention. Um. So yeah, I say. I also say play on to working at McDonald's, and I say red card to the playing army man because leave that to the professionals. And yes, exactly. This is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And Jermaine Defoe, work on your penalties, Mister <laughs> One Thousand Year Old Mummy Man. <laughs> that's the end of Life Ref, and that's the end of the main part of the show. We will continue on extra time if you contribute at Patreon.com/slash/RedTackle. Uh, help us out and do that. But in the meantime, uh, shout out to our producer, Bobo Martino. Thank you for everything Bobo. you do. Bobo. You are the best. If you want to give us some feedback, hit us up. DirtyTackle at gmail.com. The website, DirtyTackle.net. Some major changes coming there soon, so check that out. Woo. And on social media, Instagram, at DirtyTackle. Facebook, at DirtyTackle. Twitter, at DirtyTackle. God damn, my man's on all Oh, it is on point. I am at BrooksDT. Ryan, Jeez. what is your real Twitter address? Because Emily Blunt blocked me, so that is not it. Oh, well, that's nothing to do with me. My actual Twitter handle is at Shane. <laughs> uh, that's an S and uh, eight eyes afterwards. Ronaldo will pay you a lot of money for that. I think you're in for a big payday there. Uh... Theo, what is yours? Are you at no? Uh, who cares? We just need to find ways to make Ronaldo do the same thing way more. <laughs> We're going to give him more chocolate medals. Ugh, it's good shit. All right, that's it. Well, meet us over at Extra Time. We'll see you there. Bye. Love you. Bye, guys. Time for the good part of the show. We'll do better, I promise. Give us more money. Bye. Because you don't play by the rules, but you should. 
Shay. <laughs> I love it. That's pretty good.